Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello and welcome to the Fat Lot of Good podcast. It's me, Helen Thorne. I'm a comedian, writer, massive show off. I'm a slow jogger and a fast drinker and I'm absolutely thrilled today because we have Faye Reed in the house. All right, Faye, how you doing? Hey, Helen. Hey, Faye. Um, I've got Faye on today. Well, basically because I love her. Uh, she's She's been my friend for how long now? About six years? Six to seven years. Yeah, so Faye, I did that thing where I kind of stole her off another friend. We have a mutual friend, Vic. Hi, Vic. I know you're listening. We um, love you, Vic. You know, there is nothing more delicious than getting another friend from a friend because it's already like you've, beat, you've made the cut, haven't you? It's a lazy but wonderful <laughs> way to make a new friend. I know you're good because you like that lady. Yeah. You're in. You're in. <laughs> and Faye and I have had many like late night fags and gossips outside and um, yeah, she's delicious. But I really wanted Faye on the programme because she is she's starting a revolution man she's she's getting it out there she's the woman behind nine to five menopause and I've spoken to Faye about how menopause is being represented about her story and I just wanted her on the show to talk about that today so welcome Faye thank you for having me Helen so we like to start the show I say we me I'm the boss of this show um please tell us about your body what is your relationship with your body now well it's weird I'm probably the biggest I've ever been, but I'm much more accepting of it. Um, when I was younger, in my 20s, I used to work in a bar and I was just surrounded by stick thin women. So, of course, working in a bar, I was able to hold my tummy in for hours on end. Now, I don't give a shit. Whatever. Good. Let it hang out. Excellent. And how, so how old are you now, Faye? I'm 51. Shut up. I'm 51. She looks about 32 people. Uh Bastard. Um, <laughs> fucking gorgeous. How did that relationship come about? You say you moved from your 20s to now where you, you're bigger and you love yourself. What what were the things that made you change your mind about yourself? I think it's an age thing. I mean, I've always... I could probably do with losing a few pounds. There's no way about around that. But I've always loved my food and I'm not going to sacrifice that and be miserable. And it's like, I'm black. I've got boobs and a booty. It goes with the territory. So, <laughs> <laughs> so it's like there's no point avoiding it. She's bought it. the ticket, she's taking the ride. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And you've got people like the Kardashians who do the bum implants and women that go to back alleys to get bigger bums. And I'm like, mine's all natural. I'm just rolling with it. Yeah. So it's fine. That's fantastic. And and how did you feel as a teenager? You, so you talked about in your 20s you were in, in bars. As a teen, were you happy with, with who you were? 
I would say not. I was tall and I also developed at a very young age, like around 12 or 13. I had boobs. My period had started. So for me, I felt I wasn't quite, I didn't quite know who I was and I didn't feel that comfortable. And again, everyone around me was really skinny. So I did spend... Some of my teen years just wearing baggy rugby tops and stuff like that. Mm. Like, luckily it was part of the fashion, so I kind of blended in. But yeah. I wasn't going to wear the skimpy outfits, no. No, no, I, I'm, I was the same. Um, and you're growing up, you, you come from quite a big family, is that right? You had lots of yes. brothers and sisters and things like I'm that. I'm the oldest of four. Mm-hmm. There's two boys and two girls. So I was kind of, I was like the girl into Culture Club and Wham!, And then you had my brother, who was like a serious musician in jazz and soul. And then my sister was a big reggae head and stuff. So, and my brother was into massive dance music, the other one. Yeah. So <laughs> it's all very different. Very loud by the sound of it at your house. And, and at, the, at the head of the mothership was your amazing Mom, mother. Yes. Yeah. She kind of held us all together. Mm. And what sort of influence do you think she had on you and your body? Like, do you, was, she a, was she positive about her own body? Yeah, she never really... My mum didn't care. She never ever really said, oh, no, I can't wear this because I look fat or whatever. I think for her, her shyness came about because she she didn't know what clothes would complement her. Mm -hmm. But body-wise, no, mate, the food we were given was not slimming food. (laughs) (laughs) Why wasn't I at your house? Is that much much better? It was amazing. Um, My mum was from Jamaica, so our food was from the Caribbean, so to speak. You've got things like breadfruit, you've got fried chicken, you've got ackee and saltfish, you've got fried dumpling. It was heavily saturated. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm just salivating and coming at the same time. It sounds amazing. And amazing. did she do all the like all the cooking from scratch? My mum done all the cooking from scratch. And it's a well-known fact. When black people eat, they need a little lie down after. <laughs> Then it's done properly. <laughs> when it's done properly. Oh, and when you when you cook that food, did you cook that food now? I've kind of adapted it a little bit. I think even my mum, as the years went on, and like like I said, she got diagnosed with diabetes. So she altered her diet quite a bit, and it was a lot more cleaner, um, not using so much heavy fried foods and such forth. And I'm a kind of mixture of part Caribbean and part... Um, westernised like English cooking yeah my friends one of my Caribbean friends always used to say to me because in the Caribbean as well like the Chinese have always had like homeopathic medicines and such forth I do use some of those things that my mum used to do when we were little like if we had a cold she'd boil a coconut so she could get all the oil out then mix it with some a camphor candle and rub it on our chest and we'd be fine Amazing. All, all those things. And I've adopted that. I do that myself now. So there are little bits and pieces I take that my mum did and kind of just mix it with like modern day living a little bit. Yeah. And you lost your amazing mother. When was it? Just a couple mm, of years ago? Yeah, two years ago. It was two years ago in January. Um, that was hard. Yeah. No one prepares you for it. And I think grief is one of those things depending on the relationship you have with the person that's passed away, it kind of defines how you grieve, so to speak. Um, but yeah, I'm kind of slowly coming out of the fog of that a little bit, but mm. it's taken me a little while to get there. 
Because I think, I mean, this is a podcast focused on bodies and I think we often talk about the emotional side yeah. of grief and, and you know, the the arc of loss and things like that. But we don't often talk about how it feels in our bodies to grieve someone. Like, oh, yeah. I, to- I totally agree with that. For me, how I kind of got through it and... It's funny because I did. I see a therapist, and the things that got me through it was alcohol, and I mean a lot of alcohol. <laughs> a therapist, good friends, and addiction to clothing. Yeah, <laughs> to clothes shopping. Calling rather. Papa Asos. <laughs> <laughs> Top of the list. Yeah. Top of the list. Always, always. <laughs> oh, God, it, there is something so lovely, like lying in bed at 11 o'clock. I'm like, yeah, I need that. I need that. Click, 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 <laughs> click, click. Oh, come to mama. Come to mama. That is me. Oh, my God. It is. It, it does. It does. Well, literally feed feed my beast. Um, but, oh, it is, it's it's addictive and terrible. And let's not go into the environmental reasons. No, let's not no, crush no, it. That my next. No, no. <laughs> um, and so, so you talk about alcohol putting that. In your body was that? Do you think that was just the numbing, the numbing of it, of of the it, loss, or it was definitely the numbing of it? Because the year she died, she died in January. I had four weddings and her funeral. Excuse the pun. Hello, and, Richard Curtis. Yes, <laughs> and a really big birthday. Okay, so there was a lot of social stuff going on, and mm. I kind of just sleepwalked my way through everything. And I just, yeah, I used alcohol to numb it. There's no two ways about it. Because mm. I did say to my therapist, I was like, I'm drinking a lot. You know when you're like, you're drinking a lot, but you're not actually stopping. And you actually think, have I got a problem? Uh, maybe I have, but yeah. never mind. No. <laughs> I know, why I'll is with the that Savion later? Blanc winking at me and that's about five o'clock every night? Um, <laughs> I, I, I was, I mean, when I've gone through difficult times, whether it's like, uh, you know, feeling low about being a mum or, or different, yeah. you know, the relationship is in the shit. I do, I do go to alcohol because it does, in terms of my body, it numbs the feeling and it feels like a reward. And it tastes how I, good. Yeah, it tastes nice. <laughs> it tastes really nice. And, and also uh, I associate alcohol with having good times. Yeah. And it's like the fun thing. And I'm sure, and look, it does make me awful in the morning and all the things. And it's not good for you. I'm not saying no. alcohol is the answer for everything. But you had an awareness. It's not like you were, you're like, I am drinking too much. I know, I know. But, but did you kind of know in your head it was for a finite time? No. Okay. That away train. This is how I am right now. That didn't come to my head. So okay. the first year was just, yeah, it was an alcoholic haze. And I would say... The second year was pretty similar. Mm. It was only towards the end of last year. I was like, I'm drinking a lot Mm. and I want to give myself a break. So, and it actually turned out I was ill in December. So just after Christmas, I think Boxing Day might have been my last drink. And I didn't drink again until the end of Jan. Okay. Because I was like, I just want to give my body a break. And I was more aware that, hey, just nail it for a little while. Yeah. So you've spoken to me, obviously outside the mm. podcast, about exercise and how that has had oh God, an yeah. amazing kind of impact on you. It has, because for me, over the years, I've always loved the high that exercise gave me. But I just hated doing it. And I would say in the last two to three years, I found stuff that I enjoy. Like I learned to swim. I couldn't swim before. And I was like, check me out. <laughs> 
I can swim. Black yeah. people don't swim, by the way. Everyone's oh. learning. <laughs> Every black person I know is learning to swim. And why? Why do you think? Why do you think that? What? What? I think it's. I don't know what it is. For me, I was thinking about it. I think I must have got my head dunked when I was little or something, and I hated it. And definitely for black women, chlorine and salt water are not our friends when it comes to our hair. All right. So it's like, do not get the hair wet. <laughs> do not get the hair wet. Understood. Understood. <laughs> so what do you do now then? Have, have you, so, you a lot of caps or what do you... Swimming you just, hats. Yeah, right. I wear swimming hats. And actually, when my mum died, I swam a lot. I loved it. I absolutely loved it because... It just takes you away somewhere else. And mm. it's a good form of exercise. So if someone's going through grief at the moment, have you got any sort of, is that a big thing for you? Is is exercise? Exercise is a big thing for me, but I think be kind to yourself. Admittedly, when I um, when my mum first died, I kind of just wanted to give everything up and crawl under a duvet. And like friends and my therapist said, no, you don't want to do that. You want to carry on. So I think as much as it's, it's it's a hard one because there's one side, be nice to yourself and don't beat yourself up. But the other side is you have to do stuff. You do. Mm. You need to kind of keep your mind going and keep your body going as well or else you will just lose your shit. Mm. Now, at the same time, I mean, you've had a big couple of years, babe. You've also been going through the delightful thing that we call menopause. Oh, what's that? Oh, my God. <laughs> So every woman, woman will have their own experience, but I think I'm so pleased it's being talked about a lot more because there is stuff out there. And I think we're a different generation to our parents and our grandparents. And I think as women, we're just a bit more open mm. where our parents weren't. Yeah, I think that's it. And I I don't ever remember my mum mentioning it. And um, how old am I? 40. And so that would have been, you know, 20 years ago. The only time I saw it mentioned was when I watched Fried Green Tomatoes. And I think the lead character has a hot flush and smashes a hole through a wall. And that's what I thought. I thought it just made you crazy. Oh, it you know? does? Yeah. I, <laughs> okay, Faye, tell no, us all about no. it. Every, every experience is different. Yeah. I'm just thinking, because when I went to my GP, she did ask me, how old was your mum when she went through it? And I was like, mm, I think she was in her 40s. And my mum always used to call her period the ting. So <laughs> so she'd always go, oh, the ting come back today after being absent for many, many months. So that's kind of how I pinpointed it. But she never said, I'm going through the menopause. She mm. never said it. Um for me, it started, I was 47. Mm -hmm. I just started a new job. First week, sat at my desk, and I just felt this woof of heat from my chest to my head. Happened a few more times, and I kept thinking, what the fuck is that? And then I was like, oh, I'm having hot flushes. <laughs> the realisation, I actually laughed, though. I, yeah. wasn't, I wasn't scared. I, was, I don't know what I was. Um, I kind of took myself off to Whole Foods, Spoke to a lady there who was lovely, but didn't have a clue. Yeah. So then I just kind of researched it, took some sage, some women's supplement stuff, and I was absolutely fine for a year. I just got hot now and again. Absolutely fine. And then the motorway pileup happened. <laughs> my mum's diagnosis, job got super stressful, and my symptoms just ramped up. Anxiety, I wasn't sleeping... Um, just really, really hot all the time. It, it was awful. It was just awful. And that's actually when I went to my doctor 
And um, I remember just sitting there and I just burst into tears. She went, let's get you some help. Here we go. I'm going to prescribe some. What you some. want? You want the calm, nice lady? Yeah. It's, a, it's okay, darling. Yeah. We're going to get you some help. <laughs> Just give me the drugs. Just, Just lots of lovely drugs. <laughs> what What drugs did they give you? Yeah. Well, at the time, because I was in, I was in a state. I was in. You a sound really like you way. got the full throttle. Like yeah. you got the full. It all came all at once. Yeah. And I was just like, I can't deal with this. So she actually prescribed me HRT. Mm. Um, and after a few goes trying to find out the right one, I'm actually taking HRT patches. Now, the one thing I will say, because I spoke to, I went on a nutrition course and I spoke to a GP who advocates alternative remedies. Um, and I was talking to her and she asked me what I was taking. And I, in the end, I said to her, well, I'm actually on the patches now. And she just went, good, because they are much more sophisticated, but they're much more expensive. So doctors don't like to give them out so much. So I'm like, I'm never coming off these bad boys again. Yeah. Yeah. They're my happy place. Yeah, they're my happy place. But the one thing I will say is find what's right for you. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying it's a bad thing because it definitely helped me out. But I would have, if I was of the right mind, I would have researched a more alternative remedy route. Because I do like doing stuff like that rather than just leaping into the hardcore drugs straight away. Yeah. But... It was right, right thing for me at the right time. Yeah, and it's it's interesting because I, I mean, now when menopause is discussed, let's face it, it's usually by a white woman who's skinny and who's had kids. Like it's like, oh, I'm going through the change, change. and all that sort of thing. And you know, let's let you, you are not that lady. No, no, <laughs> I'm not that lady. No, and that's the one thing I realised because once after I'd been to Whole Foods, I thought, right, I'm going to just do some research, and I was like, stuff is starting to be talked about, but they all white and middle class and they don't have a job. Mm. Hello? The yeah. majority of women have to work and earn a living. And I was just like, and that's why I wanted to start the nine to five menopause thing, just to showcase, hey, so I'm of a certain age, I'm going through the menopause and I've got a job. My life isn't over. Mm. It's great. This is just the next chapter for me. Yeah. And I think it's so, you know, there's, there's maternity leave, there's all this awareness of what women go through as like the mother, but there's no menopause leave. There's no, I've got to go to have an HRT appointment. or And it seems so ridiculous because this is a given. This is what, you know, and I, you think back when I had bosses who were in their 50s and who were women, I was like, oh, they were probably just going through the menopause. And they yeah. were, you know, but, but you can't they, talk about it. At no, work. and you can't say, look, I, I yeah. I'm going through a really hard day today. Yes, we have to have all the windows open and the air conditioning on. Yes, I know it's December. Um, but there's no, the language isn't there and it's all very hard. And there's shame. There's yeah. absolute shame associated with it. I would say the first two years of my menopause, I didn't discuss it outside of my friends and family. Mm. Like no one in work knew. Like I'd be like, who's put the fucking heating up again? <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> give me a fan. <laughs> give me a fan. Yeah. Luckily, my boss also feels the heat. So, unless he's the top man, he gets the cooling thing. Good. So I'm like, it's fantastic. But now I talk about it. I've got a couple of guys from work who follow my nine to five menopause thing. One of them is a father. And I think that's good. Yeah. Because people need to be more aware. Men and women need to be more aware. It's not just because, albeit at the moment, I'm single. Women are married. They've got partners. They've got boyfriends. It's like, come on, this is something that's going to happen. Mm. In the same way, they've had 
you deal with a woman having periods, you deal with a woman getting pregnant and giving birth, you're going to deal with a woman going through the menopause. Yeah. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Um, one of the things that I love about your 9 to 5 menopause is you talk about clothing and you wouldn't think that that is a thing but when oh you're God. sweating and I remember you saying like being on the tube and being in unnatural fibres is no party it's like not it's, a party not in the rush hour it's no. not trust me yeah. it's a party for one but <laughs> it's not a joint party no. <laughs> when my sweats like my hot flushes really kicked in I kind of made the choice that I could no longer travel on the tube in the rush hour I live in London um, I live in central London. I get on and the tube is already packed. And then you kind of start hyperventilating because you're just thinking, oh, my God, I'm so hot, I'm so hot. And then it brings it on. Then you start sweating. You try to discreetly have a tissue to wipe your brow. And everyone's looking at you as if to say, why is she so sweaty? Mm. <laughs> like this. <laughs> but, um, but the other way I've tried to combat it is with clothes. I've always loved clothes. I've always loved fashion. So for me, it was like, right, what do I do? So I researched it. There's websites out there for menopause clothing. Hmm. They're a bit sacky, a little bit old, but hey, not for me. So so like a, like a Hessian sack. Yes, it was like a Hessian sack. And I was like, seriously, is this it? So you, you, obviously you're not allowed to be sexy. No, sexy or, doesn't come into it. No. Your life is over. Right. Your life okay. is officially How over. How just... <laughs> Hide yourself under some kind of massive shroud, put a muumuu on and just don't talk about it. Do not talk about the menopause. Don't be, or just wear one of those hats with a fan in it. Yes, yeah, I mean, that, it's really yeah. stylish. No one's going to notice you. You'll be fine. It's like it's some kind of American tourist. Nothing wrong with them, of course. Um, so what would you recommend for people kind of going through the menopause now? I think do your research. Um, I would say find out what's right for you. 
go to your GP, talk to your family, talk to your friends. Every woman is different and will experience different symptoms. You might decide you just want to do a homeopathic route and that's fine. Or you might decide you want to do HRT. Don't let anyone tell you what you should do. Do what you feel is right for you and your body and don't be judged by anybody else. Now, uh, we're going to move swiftly from menopause, getting hot and sticky okay. in the menopause into dating. Oh All right. <laughs> so, Faye, you're a sexy motherfucker. I try. Yep. Tell us about what it's like out there for our sad fucking... <laughs> I don't even want to say smug, married couple, because we're not smug. We're fucking miserable. <laughs> <laughs> but some of you are smug. I have to admit. <laughs> smug and miserable. <laughs> smug and miserable. But I have to say, my um, married friends do get a kick out of my stories. And I'm just like, it's... This isn't funny. This is my life. <laughs> Such assholes. I'm sorry, Faye. What are we doing to you? But dude, oh tell us God. everything. Tell us everything. <laughs> well, I haven't dated for quite a while, so I thought, right, I'm going to get back out there. But I'm quite old-fashioned. I like boy meets girl. They go to a bar. They get drunk. They snog. Nice. They swap numbers. He phones. They start dating. Simple. Lovely. No, it's not like that these days, is it? No. <laughs> There's things like dick pics and oh. swipe left and swipe right. I don't like it, Faye. I can't be doing with it. I mean, yeah. I did try Tinder for a little while. And there were far too many men reclining on a bed with no top on. And I'm like, pass. Yeah. Leave that one alone. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm on Guardian Soulmates at the moment, which is okay, but some of them are a little bit serious and worthy, mm. I have to say. It's just like, hey, let's just go for a drink, have some fun, and see what happens. But, yeah, it's a bit of a minefield. Mm. Um, I'm not very good at it, I have to admit. And it, it's, very, it's a weird sort of very public thing now as well. Like And, and also, yes, because you've got prying smug married people going, how's it going? Are you dating? Who are you dating? What's that like? Like, I don't work for you! (laughs) All right, now we're going to move into sort of a quick fire question round. Uh, The first one is, what makes you feel sexy, Faye Reid? High heels. Oh. What makes you feel so- Oh, I know. A new bra, high heels and pyjamas. Hey. Not all at once. No. Not all at once, but <laughs> those items make me feel sexy. Oh. And what what do you go to for high heels? What would you recommend? High heels. Now, I don't mind scrimping on some things, but shoes I always spend a bit of money on. So I kind of do my research. Um, in the past, I've treated myself to a nice Gucci or a nice Prada or something like that. Fancy lady. Or M&S or ASOS do good high heels at cheap prices. I, I have to say, and they haven't even paid me for this, M&S do a very comfortable shoe. They do. And a very comfortable heel. So get yourself down. M&S, if there's still stores existing in the future. <laughs> uh, next question, what's your most favourite thing to put in your body? Whether it's like food, wine, cock. <laughs> what, what That's you... been a while. <laughs> For me too, and I've got one next to me every night. Oh my god! Um, for me, instant thoughts on what would I put in myself? It's got to be food and water. Mm. I love my food, yeah. always have, and I, I'm just not going to give it up. I might 
alter it a little bit, but I'm not going to give it up. And water, I live and die by the stuff these days. An excellent answer. Uh, what is your most embarrassing body moment, Faye? Ah. Okay. So there was a time I was in a bar. There's a there's a theme here as well. The bar. She, she likes a drink. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm stood at the bar waiting to be served. And I get chatting to the guy next to me. And we're chatting away. And I'm thinking, oh, there's a bit of flirting going on here. And I'm thinking, oh, he's properly checking me out. He's kept looking at me and stuff. So then I get my drinks, deposit them, and I toddle off to the loo. I've got a bogey. <laughs> oh, no. No. Oh, I've got a massive greenie. Oh, no. <laughs> and I'm like, oh. that's why he was looking at me funny. <laughs> Not because he fancied me. You don't know that, Faye. He I think I it. do. I think I do. <laughs> it's not oh. good. Well, let, let, let's let's turn it. Let's go for something positive. What's the, what's the best thing somebody has said to you about you? Um, my legs. Yeah. Everyone always comments on my legs because I've got long legs. Awesome. And um, put them in a pair of heels and showing. <laughs> Check it, baby. Nice. <laughs> Fat facts. Do you know that we produce a litre of saliva every day? No way. Gross, hey? A litre? A litre. of That's like two pints. So every time those people spit on the street, yeah. they're depleting their saliva. By yeah. A litre of saliva. Yeah, that's what we create every day. Because we're always swallowing it, obviously, but that's what we create every day in our bodies. But what about the sweat when you sweat it out? I don't know. I'm not a doctor. I'm okay, not, cool. that was just, I just killed that serious <laughs> It. Fine. Um, it's just meant to be fun. Um, and Sorry, no, 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 no. One more thing. One more thing. No, it's absolutely fine. Being dickhead. Um, oh. Did you know face hair is the fastest growing hair on your body? That's why I've got a tash. That exactly right. It's that five o'clock shadow we don't want to talk about. Oh my god! I didn't realise because I. This is the thing I find hilarious. Is like you know you can look in your face one day yeah. and the next day you feel like where the fuck did that witch's hair grow out of my like how like like an inch of 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 like wire out of your chin? How did that happen? Like and oh you like blink and, and you've got and a moustache. Yeah, exactly right. It makes sense now. The Hall of Fat Fame. Who would you put in the Hall of Fat Fame? Who makes you feel fabulous or who inspires you? Okay, this is the Instagram handle. I think her name's Natalie. It's Style Me Sunday. Oh, yes. Her body confidence posts, and she includes her flaws, are just amazing and I love it when she does it mm. I really do because I'm like you go girl yeah like she doesn't care and no. I love it and of course you Helen of course you uh, obvs, obvs. Obvs, um, obvs yeah that's I paid her to say that um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do follow me Helen wears a size 18 um, <laughs> and finally Fatspiration Fatspiration what is your mantra or what words do you live by I live by treat people how you would like to be treated Karma's a bitch. Every dog has their day. Mm -hmm. Those are my mantras. Amen. Amen. 
Faye Reid, you're a fucking delight. I love you. Oh, I love you too, Helen. Thank you so much for having me on. Oh my God. And where can people find you on the internet, Faye Reid? You can find me at 9 to 5 Menopause. I've got a little blog on the go. I will update it. (laughs) I'm just getting it out there. All right. And follow me on social media. Wonderful. Uh, You have been listening to the Fat Lot of Good podcast. Uh, It's me, Helen Thorne. Uh, The producer of the show is the incredible Maddie Hickish. And the music you've been listening to is by John Thorne. Yes, that's my brother. Uh, Please rate, review and subscribe and uh, we'd love to hear from you. Please get in touch. We love you out there. Anyway, thank you, Faye Reid. It's the end. Bye. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code buttery exclusions apply see site for details hey it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad high quality fashion without the price tag say hello to Quince I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters sleek leather jackets fine jewelry and so much more with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands and they partner with factories that prioritize safe ethical and responsible manufacturing I love that Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.